Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Monday, April 1st, 2019. I am Dave Biddle. Very happy to be joined by Patrick Murphy. Stay on your toes today, everybody. April Fool's Day. Do not be a fool. Uh, <laughs> you're starting off your day great because already you're not being a fool. You're here with us on the Bucknuts Morning Five. We're going to do a deep dive on Ohio State's quarterbacks today. It's like, uh, Patrick, it's almost like, you know, before we get into like the actual discussion, it's funny. It's It's been a big topic of conversation. But I think Ryan Day has done his best has done a good job, frankly, of making what is a major topic like is, you know, he's he's knocked it down as much as possible. I mean, there's you know, it just hasn't been um, this hot button topic that every Buckeye fans talking about every second of the day. No, it hasn't. And, you know, we, we think back to previous quarterback competitions here, you know, um, last offseason with Joe Burrow and Dwayne Haskins with a little Tate Martell mixed in there. There was a lot of talk of that this time of year. You can even go back, you know, the the Cardell Jones, JT Barrett, Braxton Miller. Obviously, that was very high profile coming off the national championship. And you had three guys who had all played. But no, Jermaine Stanley Jackson. Oh, I'm going yeah. back. A little bit now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that goes back a little ways. Um, but yeah, I mean, just in recent years, you know, that's been the talk of, of the spring, the offseason, things like that. This year, it, it has not been, um, you know, obviously the, the players have been asked about it when we've we've been there. And, you know, the, the answers have been that both Matthew Baldwin and um, uh, brain fart. Um, Justin yes, Justin Fields, sorry, uh, have been throwing very well that, that both do a lot of good things in their own way. But, um, you know, that it, we haven't talked about it a ton. And maybe it's because a lot of people think that, you know, this is Justin Fields' job, and you know this. It, it, he'll be the starting quarterback, pretty much regardless of what happens. Um, you know, as as we know, um, as we've seen, they're splitting reps pretty much fifty fifty. Both quarterbacks look good. Um, anyone you talk to, anyone who's seen anything there, I think, can tell you that both quarterbacks look good. They're different. Justin Fields certainly has that more athletic um, quarterback feel, where Matthew Baldwin looks a bit more like a pocket passer, but both have good arms. Um, both, you know, have a nice release. I think the ball t- does tend to pop out a little bit more when, when, uh, Justin Fields is throwing it from what we've seen. But, um, yeah, it is a little weird. Like you said, that we haven't, we haven't, you know, really talked about this quarterback competition and, you know, what it could mean if either guy wins and whatnot as much as we have in the past. Yeah. And it's interesting because Ryan day, when we're out there, when we've been out there at practice, Justin Fields takes all of the first team reps. And then even when they're just going through position drills, there's a pecking order, you know, somebody goes first, somebody goes second. He always goes first. And then when they're doing like scrimmaging, we haven't seen them scrimmage live. We've seen them go six on six where they're thudding up. We've seen some five on fives when they're thudding up. We've even seen some 11 on 11, but we have not seen them actually go live. But when they do quote unquote scrimmage, um, Justin Fields has taken all the first team reps when we've been out there. Uh, but then you, you know, you hear Ryan Day talk and he says that um, they're, you know, that Matthew Baldwin's also getting some first team reps. Um is that you think Brian Day's just saying that because he doesn't want it out there that, you know, Justin Fields is getting all the first team reps? Because I do find it interesting, including the one practice where we saw the entire practice, 
Justin Fields took every first team rep. Matthew Baldwin took every second team rep. And Ryan Day, who, by the way, we will talk to later today after practice. We'll get a chance to ask Ryan Day about all this. But Ryan Day shot that down and said, no, well, you know, Matthew Baldwin's getting some first team reps too. What do you make of all that? I think there's some, like you said, that something that, you know, they don't want it out there that, that Justin Fields is taking as many first team reps as he is. I do think, I mean, I, I think we've seen Matthew Baldwin with the first team. You know, he's, he's worked with J.K. Dobbins. He's thrown to the first team receivers. Uh, but you're right. Justin Fields is always going first, which I think is, is an indicator. Um, but maybe not the sole indicator. You know, maybe they, they worked, you know, who knows in that situation. But I do think there is some, some gamesmanship to it from Ryan Day's perspective. You know, I, I've never understood why, if you have a guy who, who seems to be ahead, why there needs to be this, this back and forth. I, you know, I think that they probably are going to name a starting quarterback before that opening game in, in late August in the fall. And so, you know, it's not like you're hiding it from an opponent at this point. You're just, you know, keeping guys interested, I guess. Matthew Baldwin doesn't seem like a guy that you need to, you know, tell that he's, he's still in the competition. He was a kid in high school who, you know, remained at Lake Travis despite the opportunities to transfer behind some very good quarterbacks and didn't play till his senior year. You know, if, if Justin Fields turns out to be the quarterback I th- that we all think he will, it would be a very similar situation here for Matthew Baldwin. So, um, you know, I, I don't think Matthew Baldwin's scared of competing. I don't think he's worried about, you know, the coaches saying, hey, Justin Fields is ahead of you, if that is in fact the case. Um, so I'm not sure what the, what the tactic is here. Maybe it's just coaches being coaches, but uh, yeah, I, you know, I think that if, if I had to guess based on what we've seen, you know, Justin Fields at least has a leg up in this competition and, you know, probably will as we leave spring practice, whether they tell us that or not. Yeah, it's going to be interesting if Ryan Day waits till August to name a yeah. starter or if he does it at the end of spring ball or at least he's not going to come out and say Justin Fields or Matthew Baldwin's or a guy no matter what happens at the end of spring ball, but it, at least name a leader, which he has not done yet. When someone right. asked him, it was a journalistic mistake. I'm not going to call out the reporter because it's actually a good reporter. I've done it before. Everybody's done it before where you ask two questions at once and then the, your, the, the better of your two questions don't get answered. Like somebody right. asked Ryan Day the last time, is there any separation between Fields and Baldwin? And then asked him like another question, you know, something about that was just like piggybacking on that. It's like, no, no, like, like just ask him the, the separation question, which by the way, if no one else asks today, I'm going to ask. Um, so Brian Day hasn't even mentioned if there's separation yet. So I wonder if he'll at least say, yes, Justin Fields is our leader leaving spring ball. So you and I, I think are in the same boat here. We'll, we're surprised. We'll be surprised if Justin Fields is not the starter yet. I am buying because I've seen it with my own eyes and I, I do trust that Ryan Day really likes Matthew Baldwin sources that are, you know, will tell us, you know, off the record, basically, well, not off the record, at least on background, um, that Matthew Baldwin is the real deal. It's not like this is just, they're just like throwing him a bone. He is good. So I think we're kind of in the same boat here, Patrick, where we'll be surprised if Justin Fields isn't the starter, but the Matthew Baldwin stuff is real. Like, it sounds like he really is. I mean, they really do like him a lot. For sure. And I think, you know, there's a reason Ryan Day recruited Matthew Baldwin. He's the guy that, you know, the only guy that he's gone out and found as a high schooler brought into Ohio State and worked with. Um, So, you know, he obviously saw something in Matthew Baldwin that he liked. Obviously, Matthew Baldwin was hurt for, for most of last year coming off that knee injury, but he's been in the program. And, you know, I think 
despite the fact that he was going to stay and, and all that, and that turned out not to be true. I do think there was something to the fact that this offense is, is a difficult one to learn. You know, there's a lot to it. Um, so I think that helps Matthew Baldwin as Justin Fields picks things up. And, and Ryan Day has said that he's been pleased with how quickly Justin Fields has learned things, um, but that both guys are still learning parts of the offense and they're not, you know, giving it to them all at once. So I think that maybe plays a part in this as well. But there's a reason Justin Fields was five-star kid, the number two quarterback in the country, um, just behind, uh, what's his name at Clemson? Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence, Yeah, apparently I forgot quarterbacks' names this morning. (laughs) I got you out of bed to do the show, so that's (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's a reason that he was rated that highly. Um, you know, now some people have that, that shine has come off a little bit because he didn't win the starting job last year at Georgia and you saw what Trevor Lawrence did, but that doesn't mean that, you know, he's, he's not just as talented. Uh, you know, once you had an established starter, as we've seen at Ohio state, not all coaches are comfortable benching that guy for a freshman. So, uh, you know, I think Justin Fields, from what we've seen from people we've talked to, it was a real deal, but that doesn't mean Matthew Baldwin can't compete with at that level. And I think especially having a year in the program, that's that's shown so far. There's probably a listener or two out there that's wondering, please tell us there's not going to be a two quarterback system. And I I can tell you that. I mean, we'll yeah. I, I don't know that for sure, but I, I, I will be shocked if Ryan Day comes in his first year as Ohio State's full-time head coach. I mean, he had the three games last year. It was really his first year as Ohio State's head coach and goes, does the one thing that seems to never work in football, which is a two-quarterback system. So um, there's got to – it's not going to be dead even. Someone's got – even if it's 51-49, someone's got to be a little bit ahead of the other. And I think that, again, I think that will be Justin Fields. So, I mean, mean, for anybody out there wondering that, I want you to speak on this too. I'll be shocked if there's a two-quarterback system this year. That doesn't mean they can't throw Matthew Baldwin in there if he's the backup, get him some reps during meaningful times during certain games. That's different than a two-quarterback system. I think they can – kind of keep him happy to a certain degree. But you make a great point. He's a kid. How many high school quarterbacks who feel like they're pretty good wait till their senior year of high school to even start? I mean, you can think of Ben Roethlisberger. There's always the exception to the rule. But mm-hmm. Roethlisberger didn't start till his senior year because the head coach of his high school team played his son as the quarterback over Ben Roethlisberger until Roethlisberger was a senior and the, the son had moved on. But anyway, I, I do feel like um, – just speak on what I just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think a two-quarterback system makes sense here for a lot of reasons. First of which, I don't know why you would need one. You know, Justin Fields looks like he can do a little bit of everything. You know, He's got the arm. He's got the leg talent. It's not like you have a pocket passer. Like last year when there's you know a Tate Martell package that we didn't see until well into the season that was talked about, that at least made some sense because you know the running game wasn't working as well as they thought. Dwayne wasn't going to run the ball nearly as well as Tate, though we never really saw Tate run it. Uh, all that much but you know here I think you have a quarterback in Justin Fields who should be able to do whatever you whatever kind of plays you call Um, bringing in Matthew Baldwin to me would only be like you said to get him some game reps Um, and I think probably early in the season they'll do that because a you know you you want Matthew Baldwin who because of that injury has never stepped on the field as a college quarterback um, to get some reps and b it's not like the the at least on paper, the non-conference schedule is very difficult. So you should have some opportunities early in, you know, games like we saw this year. I think it was the seventh or eighth drive of some of those games in the non-conference. Tate Martell came in and and played even against Rutgers, you know, a Big Ten opponent. So uh, I would I would imagine that would happen again, just for the the sake at the very least 
of of Matthew Baldwin getting reps. And this is assuming that you know, as we think, Justin Fields will win the job. Um, but you know, like like we've kind of talked about here, that's that's not set in stone. I think it's likely. I think we both agree on that. But you know, if if Matthew Baldwin comes out and has a great spring game and you know goes into the the off season program and you know, this summer and, you know, is really the leader. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things that, that people forget about when talking about a quarterback is winning over that offense, winning the huddle, becoming the leader. And, and, you know, maybe Matthew Baldwin, you know, has, does that. And I'm just speculating here, but uh, I would think given a new quarterback, you'd want to have somebody in this summer who can, you know, coordinate those workouts and, you know, make sure that everyone's out throwing with the receipt, you know, doing all the stuff that, if you had Dwayne Haskins returning, he'd be that guy to go do that. I think, you know, you'd like to have that established, whether that's Ryan Day naming somebody or whether that's a guy just kind of stepping up. And if it is a guy stepping up, I think that shows you a lot about you know, who the offense is listening to, who's willing to take the initiative. So I'll be interested to see kind of where we are coming out of spring and what we hear over the summer about where the quarterbacks are. One more quick thing on the quarterbacks, then I'm going to hit on the O-line real quick, and then, then we've got to get over to the Woody Hayes Athletic Center for uh, for practice and interviews and all that good stuff. Um, you know, I will be shocked if um, Justin oh, – well, part of me – okay, here, here's – here's it's hard for me to marry these two things. I, I would be very surprised if Justin Fields wasn't given some type of assurance that he was going to be the starting quarterback before he transferred to Ohio State because, as, as Tate Martell famously said, don't swing and miss twice – um, can you imagine if he goes to Georgia, think he's going to beat out Fromm and then doesn't, and then he comes right. to Ohio State, and then it's not like an established quarterback beat him out. Matthew Baldwin beats him out. So it's hard for me to imagine that he wasn't given some type of assur- assurance just from his end. But then, knowing what I know about Ryan Day, it's like I Ryan Day does not seem like the type of guy that's going to come out and say, you're definitely going to be my quarterback. So maybe it was a situation – curious to get your take on this. I guess my thought is Justin Fields was basically told, listen – is your job to lose. We're not making any promises that no matter what happens, you're going to be the guy, but this, you will certainly come in taking the first team reps. This will be your job to lose. We expect you're going to be the starter. Maybe something like that. How how do you think that conversation went down between Justin Fields and Ryan day, Justin Fields camp, Ryan day and the coaches when Justin Fields was deciding what to do. Yeah. I have to assume that, you know, at the very least they took a look at the depth chart and said, look, Dwayne's probably on his way out or Dwayne is on his way out. And, you know, here's what we have, you know, at the time, uh, you know, Dwayne Mathis was in the conversation, but, you know, you, you, would, you wouldn't expect that to be an issue. So, you know, at the very least, yeah, I think like you said, it was, look, we, we expect you to come in and be the, be the guy to start, you know, at least start taking first team reps in, in the spring. Um, now, I, I imagine knowing Ryan Day like we do and, and from what Justin Fields has said that, he also had to earn that in winter conditioning. I think if Justin Fields came in and loafed around and you know didn't take this seriously, then maybe wouldn't we go out there for the first time um, this when we went out there this first time this spring? Maybe Matthew Baldwin is the first guy. Um, you know, I don't think Ryan Day is is handing anything over to anyone. I think that um, that's been very clear from what we've seen. But I do think that you know you want a guy like Justin Fields here. He, as you said, has already been beaten out for a job once. So, you know, I'm sure there was some conversation about how the depth chart would look going into spring, but I do think he's going to have to earn it. It's going to be uh, this, the quarterback position is going to be decided on merit. And, you know, then, then going forward, I, I would imagine that's the case. Ryan Day seems like that type of guy, um, you know, and I think that's the fair way to go about it, frankly. 
yeah, and I can't wait to talk to Ryan Day about all of this. Yeah. Um, at least a lot of this. Right. Uh, I feel like it's going to be like a one-on-one or two-on-one just with Bucknuts and, and Ryan Day, but it's going to be an entire media. But I, I will definitely get my questions in about the quarterbacks today. Um, and also today, it's important, we're going to meet with Greg Stadrawa and the offensive linemen, not all of the offensive linemen, but a lot of them. That'll be cool. It's our first time talking to the O-linemen and, and Coach Stud this spring. Um, you know, Brandon Bowen's been a big story. We talked a lot about that. He hasn't played football in a year and a half. Now he's coming back. He's going to be the starting right tackle. He's looking good. He's healthy. So that's great. Um, that's been a big story. I think a huge story that maybe no one's talking about enough is Josh Myers at center. Um, center, to me, everybody talks about left tackle being the most important position. No. I mean, center is the most important position. It's the quarterback of the offensive line, and there's such a great lineage of centers at Ohio State. And I was curious to see if Myers was going to be yeah pretty good this spring, if he was going to seize the job. It sounds like he has seized the job, and that's going to be huge. He's a big, strong kid, third-year sophomore. At one point, was the number one tackle recruit in the country. Then they he was listed as a guard, and now you know in, in the mold of, of Billy Price, he's found his way uh, down to center. Um, you know, and it sounds like again, this sounds like he is having a really good spring and is going to solidify this job, and that is huge news, Patrick. Absolutely. They, you know, as you said, the, the lineage is, is great at that position. Um, especially recently, Pat Elfline, Billy Price, and even Michael Jordan last year finished uh, all American by two outlets. So the, if, if you're going to play that position for Ohio state, you need to be ready to do it. And, and this is a guy who hasn't seen a lot of snaps. So there were certainly were questions. You talked to him when we were um, out in, uh, LA for for the Rose Bowl and he seemed very confident at that time watching your video um, you know I there was even talk about maybe using him some at center late in the season there um, and moving Michael Jordan back over to guard just to get him some experience that obviously never happened so but that shows you the confidence that, that, that they had in him as the season progressed you know he's he's certainly been the the first team center it uh, sounds like when Jonah Jackson comes here that he's going to play at guard that looks like the spot that he's going to start at, at least because of what Josh Myers has done. They, they seem confident in him. So that's great. As, as Urban Meyer always called it, and I always thought this was a great way to put it, the center is the apex of the offense, and he's the only player that you know is going to touch the ball on every play. So um, that's pretty important, I, I would say. I think that, you know, like you said, the left tackle maybe gets the money and the, the, the talk, but, you know, if Ohio State doesn't have another great center, that offensive line doesn't start – um, at that high level that, that the standard's been set at. Great stuff from Patrick Murphy. Thank you very much, Patrick. And thank you to all listeners out there for tuning into the show. I appreciate it. Hope everyone has a great day. I hope you stay full free. Let's hear the Buckeye swag, best band in the land.